Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Cleaning Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. How well hydrated are you? Did you know the moment you experience thirst, you're already dehydrated? Dehydration can lead to a dip in both your physical and cognitive abilities. Stay ahead of the game and try out our friends over at SOS Hydration. SOS is a balanced electrolyte mix that helps you hydrate at three times the rate of water alone. Dr. Formulated SOS is an oral rehydration solution as effective as an IV drip. With only three grams of sugar, 10 calories, and added minerals, SOS is not only hydrating, but also great for boosting your immune system. Take SOS on the go with their easy-to-use stick packs and ready-to-drink bottles. Learn more about how you can stay hydrated with SOS Hydration by visiting their website, www.soshydration.com. You can also buy it online or pick some up at your local CVS or Walmart. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. When I was in my 20s, I worked at a community college in their adaptive PE program. And it was the first time that I met people with MS. And for people who don't know, MS is multiple sclerosis. And there was different levels. There was one woman I knew who was in a wheelchair. There was another uh, gentleman I knew who could walk, but had some issues. We did a lot of stretching, a lot of exercise, and a lot of work in the water. And it really opened my eyes to MS and the struggles that come with it. I'm really excited to have the wonderful Caroline Craven. Caroline Craven, certified life coach, MS advocate, motivational speaker, writer, and patient expert living with multiple sclerosis. Talking about this, World MS Day was May 30th, but I still really felt like this is something that needs to be shared. Now, Caroline started blogging in 2009, eventually winning a Healthline Best MS Blog Award in 2019 and 2020. And her focus is conquering MS with self care. Well, as you know, if you listen to the show, we're all about self-care. Caroline, welcome to Naturally Savvy. It's so good to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful. And as much as we can do to help others, what a journey uh, we've all been on, you know, and there's a lot of good stuff out there. So I'm excited to share some good stuff. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that because again, I'm. Uh, this was 30 years ago, so I'm assuming a lot has changed since I worked in that world. And I'm just curious if you could kind of take us on your journey. When did you first realize something was going on? What were your early symptoms? Just for people, especially who don't even really un- know much about MS. Mine hit really hard and suddenly. I was traveling in Guatemala. <laughs> I get a little. How old were you? Here. I was in my 30s at this point, so mid thirties, almost typical of what they say MS can hit. And I started losing my balance, losing my vision, losing my ability to walk. I basically just started looking drunk, drunker, drunk, you know, during the time. And I, I was there for three weeks and finally I got home and I just looked like I had had, you know, three martinis at eight in the morning. And I was just, okay, how do I do this? But, uh, I went to my regular doctor and then eventually I got into a neurologist and I just kept getting sicker and sicker, which in some ways was a good thing because the doctor, it was easier for her to diagnose. So they did the MRI, 
There's no one single test that'll do MS. And this is back in 2001. So this is 20 years ago. They do an MRI, a spinal tap generally, and then the cognitive tests that they do in person with you. And that's pretty much the diagnostic process of MS. In hindsight, it was probably three or four years earlier, maybe even more. I had had some vision problems, but they went away. So I didn't think anything about them. You know, it wasn't, they didn't linger. And I had some numbness and tingling, which in my earlier days, you know, I was very active. I was a whitewater kayaker and a rock climber and a mountain biker. And I used to train horses and my life up in Eugene, I used to live up in Oregon and it was just everything outside, you know? And so I learned a lot about alternative food and medicine and stuff when I was up there. So I didn't know I had MS, but I'd gotten the numbness and tingling. And we just thought it had to do with maybe lack of magnesium. So possibly incorporate more almonds in your, you know, how to, look at things healthy and do alternative care. And so I started way back then and then the MS hit me out of the blue and that just, yeah, wiped me out. I ended up going into a three-year double blind study, which was really fortunate about six months after I was diagnosed, I think. And it was for an actual T-cell vaccine. So it wasn't just for a drug, it was for a vaccine. When I was diagnosed, there were three approved treatments, FDA approved treatments. And I did go on one of those, the Capaxin shot and did, you know, well, that's pretty much all we did. We kind of let my body come back to its normal state. Everyone approaches that a little different. Sometimes they'll get steroid infusions to calm down the inflammation. We did ours more naturally, and that's just a choice between doctor and patient and situation. But it helped? It did. Yeah, Yeah, it, it did. I mean, eventually I got down, I got into the study, and then I just, because I didn't know if I was on the placebo or the vaccine... Yeah, I just spent all my effort trying to improve my life. So learning about holistic education, nutrition, studying, you know, Chinese medicine, studying Ayurvedic medicine and healing processes, trying to learn as much as I could. And you think 20 years ago, there was maybe two books out on MS and there wasn't much online. So a lot of changes. Wow. Say this show is right up your alley. I mean, I'm naturally savvy. That's, that's the goal is to find as many natural things that you can. And obviously if you need medication, you take medication, but it's so nice to supplement. What are some of the things that you have found that help have helped you the most? Some of the things for me, one is like you said, is do well, do your research. I became a health journalist for Healthline and some other places. And that helped me really understand more the medical side and the part of needing that doctor input and that expertise. But what's really helped me is to become more aware of myself, learn how to sort of ground myself in positivity. I'm going to say as much as I can. That's been a big step, uh, learning how to become more of a finesse player, not a power player. I used to be just, you know, I was strong. I can get through this. If I can't do it this way, I'll do it this way. Where now it's like, okay, how can we do it with the least amount of energy? You know, you learn different things, how to preserve your battery. I always like an MS to having an iPhone battery because if you have too many apps running in the background, you just, you're done. You know, so that, that awareness, I think with oneself, with one mind and body and to really understand that MS is more than a drug. It's more than a disease. 
it may not kill you and it most likely won't, but it'll cause changes in life. And things like, okay, getting a cup of coffee. For many people, they don't think twice about it. But for somebody with MS who has issues, that may be like, okay, I got to get to the coffee pot. I got to be able to pour this and not spill it. You know, my disease is pretty invisible, but a lot of people are not. So you have to learn what you live with, you know, how to do all those things a little different. And that gives you a different perspective, I think, on life. But it really helps in the long run. Like you said, everything, you know, is natural and getting down to those raw basics, I think, really help. Community has been big for me. Just finding that MS community, yeah, that I can talk to freely and comfortably, uh, that means a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think for anyone living with a chronic condition, you need that support. And you need people who get it. Because I think, and I don't know if this has happened to you, but my mom had chronic pain and fibromyalgia and you know, she would talk to people and they were, they just didn't get it. They were like, why did you bring ice everywhere? Why, you know, why aren't you doing more? She's like, I'm in pain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I fell the other day. I hurt my knee. No, 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 that's not, that's acute. You know what I mean? So to have people that really get you and get what you're going through and can offer support and, and possibly, oh, Hey, have you tried oregano oil? Or I don't know if that works for mess. I'm just like throwing that, you know, or have you tried this or what have you read? You know, it, it must be really nice to have that. Right. It's that conversation. And that's what we need. Because yeah, you tell a friend like, Oh, I've got that pain. Oh, yeah, I've got that pain. I've got a pain there. My thumb locks up. I got to have surgery. I've got and you're just like, okay, I get it. It's not the same. That's why you don't talk about it half the time. Right. Nobody wants to hear. <laughs> now, for people who aren't familiar with MS, sir, I did men- you did mention that with the walking, I know there's something where your foot, that's one of my friends that I met through that program I did, her foot, the first sign was her foot was kind of like dragging Dropped. behind her. It wasn't, yeah, dropping. It wasn't like picking up. And then she, I remember now she has some vision issues. And for some people, the symptoms kind of come and go. Is there like a remission with it or, or give us some of that information? Yeah, you bet. There's uh, basically, there's generally four different kinds of MS. Uh, first is your cl- uh, your clinically isolated syndrome where you might get one attack and then nothing else. Then there's the relapsing types of MS. And that's where, yeah, you might go into remission or some people say, now that's interesting. People say, oh, are you in remission? And I'm like, well... I'm in remission because I work hard every day. I eat the right stuff. I, you know, if I don't take care of my stuff, then that remission goes away. So I, I liken it to be like a diabetic or someone who's just, you take care of you, everything you put in your mouth is either medicine or destruction. So think about it, you know, and we do enough self-destruction anyway at times. So, you know, I mean, I'm no saint by any means, but it's good to have that. So then, then you've got the progressive MS, and that's where it's almost like no matter what you do, it is just progressively getting worse. And the thing about MS is it can hit your, your skull or it can hit your spine, your brain or your spine. Well, obviously, once it hits your spine, it has a chance to cause any sort of paralysis, anything that could affect anything from the spine, like a spinal injury. So, you know, I've had friends who just, they'll wake up one day and all of a sudden, boom, they're paralyzed from the waist down because they got 
you know, a lesion in the wrong area. Generally, it, it is. And that's, that's a big part about MS is it it's very, it's unpredictable. No two diseases are the same. It is a snowflake disease. Um, it's progressive or can be mainly progressive and chronic. So, you know, you put those with the unknown together and it creates a scary, what can be a scary situation. And that's where I think being able to work with your doctors because there are, there are now over 20 approved FDA drugs and they all work a little different. So if like a T cell therapy, B cell therapy didn't work well for somebody, then a T cell therapy might like they have different things. They're even starting to, to look into DNA more and how the genetics play a role and how it can play a role in personalized medicine in the future, which is fascinating and then like i said being able to talk i think that's the biggest thing i i i have a community on this one app that i use a lot and um it's uh it's nice to hear people chat about the different questions they have about the different drugs and that's over on on a belong ms and that's I, I like I like being able to talk and hear these people speak because they can speak safely and confidentially and I get information and they get information. We I use an app called I have a channel. It's called Belong B E L O N G Belong M S. They also run the Belong Cancer Channel, which is very big, I think worldwide, one of the number one cancer channels. But um they have one for MS and um I have a channel there called Girl with MS within the MS app. But I personally, I've loved the, the communication and the community I've found there. It's, um, it's very safe and secure. It's not like a bunch of people. It's not out in the open, not a bunch of people coming to me. Sometimes I've joined these where all of a sudden I'll get 25 men asking me, I mean, it feels more like a dating site than a, you know, and it's amazing what community we have there. And I notice, especially during like uh, COVID and during everything, that's the place I go to now. And it's interesting. I've met people from around the world. I met a lady who lives literally two miles away, which is just so uh, fun, you know, and it's like, oh, we could, you know, but that's helped me with that being able to talk to people that don't understand or being able to talk, like you said, about the new medicines, you know, do we want to go on one? How's everyone doing between the COVID and the vaccine and the DM disease modifying therapies and the different, you know, how their own stressors are going. So that's a wonderful way. I find a lot of peace there and I know there's thousands of others. Yeah. So that's been good. So that's over on belong. And then of course on my blog, a girl with MS, I'm, all over the internet, I think on every channel, girl with MS, but I'm always here for everybody because becoming a life coach that helped a lot with learning how to live with MS, as you can imagine, learning with anything. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That's huge. How's that been? That's been sounds like it's been great yeah, for you. That's been really good. Just learning all the skills, um, little skills of dealing with you know, from the initial uh, diagnosis, kind of the grief and the anger and the different emotions you're going through to, okay, what are you going to do with your life now? You were a corporate big wig on the entrepreneurial side. You can't do that. You got to do something else. What are you going to do now? You know, kind of redefine myself, but um, 
also learned tricks and tips on how to keep that battery sustained, you know, and if I need to set up boundaries and set up do not disturb signs, and I don't, you know, if it hurts somebody's feeling, it's like, that's not the point. It's, I, I need to protect myself because I am the one in charge. I'm the gatekeeper. There is no other gatekeeper but me. So I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. So we got to take care of ourselves. And then fortunate, or luckily, if we can find a good, you know, as I call it, a team, kind of team Caroline, you know, make sure you've got your good support team, your, your doctors and your alternative care people. I have a Chinese doctor who helps me and she does everything from Tibetan bowl, you know, singing bowls to crystals to acupuncture. And yeah, it all sounds a little, uh, yeah, I love Chinese medicine. No, so it fits I know right in here on Naturally Savvy. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I love the cupping. I love all that. I, I know there's not as much research out there on that, which is too bad, but it's for some. But for me, it works really well. So. Oh, that's great. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. So do you coach other people with MS then and help them on their journey primarily? I do. I used to, um, before COVID, it seems like we'd be flying all over, just, you know, meeting with people and groups and different things like that. Working with pharmaceutical companies too, because they're really understanding that MS is more than a drug. It's more than a medicine. So they need to bring up their special, their life care and all of that, get the bigger picture. So all of them have stepped up over the years. Now you mentioned earlier, for some people, the progression is just going to, it doesn't matter if you're eating all, whatever the, the best foods are, which I'm going to ask you what you found for yourself personally. But in your situation, eat your what you eat does make a difference. Can you talk to us a little bit about this and, and what do you eat and, and do you recommend this to people and then see how it works for them? I should say that some people obviously with progressive MS have had very good luck with certain diets. So they have had some luck, especially there's like the walls protocol. Oh yeah. I, I interviewed that doctor. Dr. So, Terry. Terry, yeah. thank you. Yes. Yeah. She was wonderful. She does a lot. Her diet's pretty extreme, you know, depends on how much you want to put into it. There's a couple, I know they've done some tests between her diet and the swank, the older, the swank protocol. Some people say just the Mediterranean diet. Some people say just the heart healthy diet. Some people are gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant, and that can exacerbate some people with MS. I'm not allergic to gluten, but there was a time when I actually broke out in a rash. I was like, well, I was enjoying a lot of that fun, like, craft style beer with all the yeast and the wheat and whatever, you know, different things like that. I eat bread. I did have a little bit of a problem. And so I actually pulled it out. I do better if I don't eat too much gluten. Um, I don't want to give any hard and fast rules to everybody because everyone's a little different. Obviously, I mean, I'm all into anything that comes out of the ground that's natural. And anything that's, you know, grass-fed, if you're going to go beef and animals, then go grass-fed, organic, the fish, get wild-caught, not farm-raised, you know, if you can, and do all that. But the most important thing is, I think, is eating as natural as possible. So take out processed foods, take out salty foods, take out, watch your gluten, just see some people are fine with it, some people need help with it. What about dairy? I'm not a big fan. But I'm curious. Yeah, that's a big question. I am a total cheese head. So if you take dairy away from me, I turn into a real animal. 
So I refuse to let dairy be taken. I've, I've actually taken it out, but it didn't help. But a lot of people, a lot of people will say to, to exclude dairy, and it has something to do with the proteins that mimic some other proteins that could be confused in your brain. To me, I think a big thing is trial and error and try the different foods, even go on an elimination diet and see what affects you and what helps. Obviously, the number one things, like I said, anything that's got a label on it, it's going to be processed. It's going to have stuff in it. So as natural as you can go for me has always helped. And what about sugar? Is it like no sugar or just low sugar? I go low. I mean, I go low everything. Um, some people will take it all out, probably because it's not that good for you anyway, with the different kinds of, you know, especially can feed different things going on. I'd say limit it. I mean, I don't eat, I say I don't eat that much, but I guess there's quite a bit of hidden sugar and things. You know, if you're going to eat it, go natural, have some fruit, you know, as opposed to a candy bar. There's some interesting aspects to food uh, called food energies, and that has to do with cooling and warming uh, and neutral foods. So if you look up into Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic, they'll have different energies associated with food. When you look up anything with MS, it says eat like mung beans. They're very cooling for the body. Well, mung beans are bean sprouts, basically. But you can also just buy mung beans and make them too. Uh, but, you know, you start learning all these things like unagi, the eel, uh, in sushi is considered very cooling. And sometimes in Japan, uh, they'll have shortages during heat waves. You know, so these are ways that people are, yeah, there may not have been studies, but people are naturally working on their body. And I find that really interesting. There's some teas I drink a lot that I get where one, they're all Ayurvedic blends and one's a, you know, warming, one's cooling, one's for the wind, one's for the air and just, you know, kind of working on all aspects of the body. I want to talk about your blog, Girl with MS, Empower Your Life by Making Positive Change. I actually had a blog before this that had to deal with uh, promoting agriculture for good health. It was sort oh, of my cool. first project. Yeah, it was called Farmosa Farms, but um, I was an ag business major and I love, it was all about organic and school plans, lesson plans. And I did that right after I got diagnosed. That was sort of my first venture into it and I did that for about eight years and then ventured into girl with MS so I realized during that how cathartic it was the process was and I thought well, I'm going to do this to help other people and the writing which is interesting because I've always been more of a math science person but I've always loved creative writing so learn you know just being able to have an outlet has really changed my perspective on that which is great yeah, it's a great blog. What Thank advice you. do you have, Caroline, for people who are newly diagnosed or have a loved one that's newly diagnosed? diagnosed yeah, I, you know, I think the number one thing is you've got this, is just remember that this is going to be a life changer, but it's manageable and there's a lot we're learning and a lot we can do. And of all the times to be diagnosed with MS, this is probably one of the best times, I'll be honest. We've got so much research, so much information coming out of this research, and so many opportunities for people with MS um, that's really blossomed over the years, you know. And there's a lot 
a lot of people out there to help you. That's the thing is you're not alone. I think that was the first thing after my diagnosis. I had a call from two friends, friends of friends of mine, but who had MS who just said, Hey, we heard you have it. We just want to know we're, we're 40 years older than you and I'm having a glass of red wine sitting by the river and it's all good. No, it'll be okay. There just might be some changes, but you just get a good team together and, and work and um, it'll come. And what would you say about setting boundaries, like with your friends, with your families? How do you set those? And you have to be firm, right? Because you have to put your care first. Yes, yes. Setting boundaries is really important. Um, a lot of it is is setting them uh, for yourself. What I do is, and I'll kind of even explain it up front with some of my friends, especially if I have newer friends, is a lot of times I'll make a plan A, but I usually need a plan B, C, D, or Z because I won't have the energy. So I talk about having that alternative plan and how important that is and just say, I didn't used to be a flake, but my, (laughs) I mean, be nice to have a better word than flake, flexible. I didn't used to be as flexible, but now I'm much more flexible in that I may not want to do it. (laughs) Definitely keeping that communication open. I mean, there are times where I've had to say, well, I just need it. I need a timeout. I need 10 minutes off. I have to go lie down and restore the energy. Generally, if they're good friends and family, they shouldn't cause you problems. The hardest thing I would think is is dealing, especially if you had younger kids. And I know there's a lot of great people out there that have written books like Julie Stamm and some other, just some wonderful resources out there. That's not a situation I was ever in, but, or those that are still going to work, you know, that's a tough one. When I was last working, they did know I had MS. So I would actually go in and take an hour nap after lunch every day because they just, they knew that upon hiring me, they couldn't get me without the nap. (laughs) But it's a little bit more different if you can't do that and, you know, different things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say are the symptoms that you're dealing with when you have, and and what what, do they call it a flare up or how do you describe it? Like if you're more tired one day or if you're, feeling weaker? How do you, you know, if you can help me us understand that? Sure. Yeah. I, tr- I try to say, um, or at least for me, probably if I'm having a flare up, um, there's general stuff I deal with all the time that if I don't manage right, will just kind of creep up with fatigue. That's a big one for me. Probably a big one for a lot of people, the chronic pain, um, numbness and tingling. Usually if I get like vision problems, I think of that more as a flare up because that's something that'll just kind of come up. Um, I have my own little categories, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, my balance is off. Okay. I don't, I don't feel that great. So maybe I'm getting a little bit of a flare up and I need to double check what I'm doing to myself. Do I need to cut back on my food? You know? food or am I doing my vitamins? Was there anything, Caroline, that you wanted to touch on that we didn't touch on today? Um, you know, I feel like we covered so much. I, I do just encourage people to come over and join me at Belong on the app. That's where I'm most reachable and where I can, we just basically have an ongoing MS coaching nonstop channel. And I like that a lot. 
obviously visit my blog at Girl with MS and follow me on social media and feel free to ask any questions. I am here. I always tell people I'm very approachable. If you see my phone number, it's on the website, whatever, just pick up the phone and call. And if I can, I'll answer. We are all in this together and we've got this and take that MS. That's right. Caroline, I love your personality. You are fabulous. This has been so great. So again, they can find everything at a girl or just girlwithms.com. www.girlwithms.com. All right, Caroline, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. So good to, to be here and to talk to everybody and see you and do this again. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.